Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish the book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. Uh, It's been a a little bit since we've done one of these podcasts. That is true. We've been busy. Very. Um, Yeah, I've been training, been doing other stuff. I was just pointing out a bruise on the back of my hand from playing combat. We're juggling games. We're friends, yes. One of the first, like, Berlin juggling combat sessions that we've had. If you don't know, if this is the first episode or you don't know that I'm a juggler, I'm a juggler. And if you don't know that there's a juggling game or sport called martial art called combat, you know, juggling combat, three club combat, there is one. And in Berlin, we take it very seriously. Indeed. Until we bruise ourselves. But that's what <laughs> happens when you do general sporting kind of stuff. You yeah. get bumped around and bumped and bruised sometimes. Anyway, uh, news. Before we get to today's episode, just want to say everybody should watch Severance, which is a TV oh, show yes. on Apple TV+. Plus. Yes. Don't want to go too much into it, but it is relevant to today's topic of conversation because there's oh. there's a there's a link between the what goes on in Severance and what happens in this book. And uh, I just want to say Severance is got it's one of those cool like sci-fi premise um, drama uh, kind of things. I don't even know what to say. But yeah. when I went into it I, after like the first episode, I was like, oh, it's kind of um, eternal uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind kind of adjacent with the idea being that there's some some kind of brain control technology memory control technology which helps people get over some trauma or makes you know separate out different parts of their lives if you've seen uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind you'll know what goes on there severance it's it's this cool thing where um you you have innies and outies and uh, just like this is all explained like within like the first two minutes or three minutes of the show where well people... it, it wasn't really explained in the beginning right Look, from the, the beginning. premise of it is, is I that didn't people, know. some yeah you didn't know but I had kind of like picked up just from osmosis of people saying hey you should watch it it's the idea being that some people work in there and they are severed and when they're at work they have they can't remember what their life is like outside of work and when they're outside of work they don't remember anything that goes on at work. So, yeah, which uh, is is a concept when, like me, you work yeah. in an office, yeah. and you don't really want to bring work yeah. home. So you kind of want to have uh, everything that's work related, and when you leave the office, leave it there, yeah. and not like me today come home and then still be troubled by something that happened at work and then it takes you a while to get it out of your head and so it's like it can when you first think about it it can be quite an interesting concept yeah it is but the the part the side of that which is kind of relevant to today oh i just want to say you should watch it like we're not going to talk about it anymore we thoroughly enjoyed it um, also, it's visually, it's just very, very it's, good. It's just a very well-made TV. Yes. And no matter what minor quibbles I might have with some of the story ideas and some of the like, the the more, what to say, sort of the more ad- absurd um, ideas that are put in there, some weird, some of the weirder aspects, which I fi- it's fine. It's just that sometimes I was like, ah, that was maybe two steps too far, one step too far. Either way, it's, it's kind of for me one of those peak TV watching experiences yes. where we we got to that final episode and i was like 
I was astounded at how well they'd made that TV show. It's yeah. produced by and some of it's directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah. And but don't let that put you off if you don't like Ben Stiller. It's not like I don't like Ben Stiller. I just think it's like if someone said, "Hey, produced and directed by Ben Stiller," you wouldn't think what we just watched. Yeah. Like no, it is. It is incredible what they came incredible. up with. And also they didn't leave anything. There was nothing left. Uh, like nothing happened uh, just by accident. Yeah, yeah. Everything feels, was yeah. Th- thought through and everything had a reason and everything yeah. was cohesive. But I just want to say the like those last episodes is, is peak television for me because it does things that television, like movies can't do that. What I felt at the end there. Mm. Uh, TV can do it very, very rarely. Uh, books can't do it all these other kind of forms of entertainment it's doing it's doing stuff with television like serial drama which can't be done elsewhere and i do recommend it so yeah one aspect of of that uh, you you might pick up on in a second when i talk about today's book that i'm going to review okay what is it after then? talking about severance for three minutes um so imagine you're going to another planet okay not just to another planet you want to go to another solar system right um there are some science fiction ways to get there like that get around the idea that if you go at the speeds that we would normally be able to travel at it's going to take us thousands of years to get yes. there or hundreds of years to get you're going there. to be in a sleeping pod or something yeah, well like there's that. a thing one thing you can do is one of the easiest ones is just go through a portal and you're there on the other side you know like wormhole oh, go yeah, through the wormhole yeah, pop sure. out the other side okay you get there no problem at all yeah um maybe but wormhole technology that takes a lot of building of stuff that's like infrastructure that's like galaxy-wide infrastructure so a lot of a lot of science fiction people get around that by saying oh some previous alien Mm-hmm. built these wormholes and now we can use them or whatever yeah another way is just having faster than light travel where you can just go you know warp drive whatever and that means it can just be contained within one ship yes. uh, and you've got to get there which is good but then you're running up against sort of like you know speed of light breaking the speed you know breaking whatever warp drive whatever it is that you need to get to yeah but if you go fast enough you can get close to the speed of light but then you've got to worry by going at that speed you've always got to then worry about time dilation that you go there and come back again and life on earth has gone past 40,000 years um but life on on uh you know on the ship has gone really so that's another thing you've got to worry about another thing you said before is the um the going to a cryopod going to cold yeah. sleep yes. or whatever which is really good but then you don't experience the journey along the way or you you might not yeah. and also like as you sleep again you've got that kind of time based thing where people back home uh, are aging and generations yeah. are living and dying but you're okay but then it's not going to work and things can happen around you that you don't realize that you because don't realize you're sleeping yeah, yeah. The final way, or uh, there's probably other ways, but these are the ones that, you know, you can kind of like go through and go, oh, one takes infrastructure, one breaks physics, one, you know, <laughs> removes people from the story. Yeah. Uh, another one is, um, uh, you know, the generations ship. And generation ships are great because they work. You don't have to invent any new technology for them to work. Yeah. You just need a ship that's really, really big. And also, the, if the ship is going to last a long time, there's going to be generations of people who live, like, are born and then die on the ship yes. who, crucially, didn't choose to be there. Yes. And never even, they didn't leave and they don't arrive. They don't leave and they don't <laughs> arrive. And this is the kind of thing that I felt like interesting with. And I even mentioned it when we were watching Severance. It yeah. reminded me a bit of Kim Stanley Robinson's book, Aurora, yes, where it's about a generation ship and people arrived there and were like, we didn't 
we never chose like we didn't sign up for this our mm-hmm. parents 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 signed us up to yeah. do this job to go here to do this job and in that book the job is explore a very dangerous planet which is mm-hmm. you know is very difficult and lots of people die and then they're just like they're just like nope and they're like nope uh, we quit and in in that way actually they get around the they get around it mild spoilers but they actually come up with some cold sleep technology which has been developed back on earth and they got the radio messages from earth and they're like oh we can actually cold sleep on the way back you know yeah. we can go in hibernation on the way back so the people who set off are the people who arrive earth has changed a lot when they get back home and it's a really interesting story about people just going like no we quit like we were signed up or people someone our past uh, ancestors signed us up for this trip yeah and uh, but we didn't decide to be here in the same way that in severance the outies the people who aren't working sign up their innies their people who are working for a like literally a lifetime of working not knowing anything else yeah and just having to be there and doing the job the unpleasant job the unpleasant work environment the people don't get to choose it yes. and i felt that was uh, an interesting like again kim stanley robinson tackles that head on uh, but also yeah. i think in severance it goes even one step further because yeah. it isn't that you are starting the job and yeah. another generation has to continue the job it is literally you decide to give part of yourself yeah. this really horrible horrible life look i don't want to go too much it's, into it's severance like it's the same yeah it, you know it, it, it's you you yeah, yeah. make this in this, this way but yeah. i just wanted to say that yeah i have come to the conclusion from Kim Stanley Robinson's book Aurora and now this book as well Breaking Day Oh but who who wrote this I'm going to get to it I'm oh, going to okay. get to it because I, I just wanted to do this setup thing just right. to, to tie this bit like this introduction together Generationships are yes. immoral they are they are they are unethical they are unethical immoral yeah. they are flawed in any kind of way that is based in humanity I really do think it's it's I mean of course there are ways of doing like there are ways of Uh, like any analogy that you have mm-hmm. with the current world doesn't hold up when it's a generation ship. Okay. It's, it's so like you go, oh, well, and my parents wanted, they joined the army and they moved around a lot as a kid. And you're like, ah, oh, and now you're an adult and you can, it might be difficult, but there is now a choice for you to make to yes. just go and live in one place. And you, it's going to, might be difficult, but it is, there is a possibility of you choosing your own life. Yes. Anyone on earth, and again, this is me speaking from a position of privilege, but there is at least a possibility of any person at least making an attempt to mm. do something different about with their life or to live somewhere else. Yes. Again, I can't I can't apply this to every single person because there's people in North Korea, um, you know, but the people in North Korea, they're not de- like it wasn't their, you know, descendants, uh, not descendants, their ancestors yes. um, who were like, oh, I will let's sign our children up for the you know there's there's there are very minor things but it's there there isn't anyone who, who there isn't any one way thing if you know what I mean there isn't any one way decision that people can make that completely alter their kids lives I mean there are a few but not in not in the same way as a generation ship so yeah. yes well I I would say some past generations did make decisions oh yeah yeah that now Uh, us and our kids or our our future descendants have to live with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we are confined on to this planet. Yeah, you know. Um, and so 
do you think it would change if like there is like some bad catastrophe on earth and then everybody has to get on the ship because it's the last place for people nah, that's not what the story Does it is change about it? let's no, talk no, no. About, yeah, oh, yeah yeah no okay, okay. but no because then it's not a choice that's the yeah. point is okay. that in all these books it's sort of like yay people we're unhappy with to, life yes. on earth okay. so let's and in this book let's get to this breaking day yeah. by and i'm gonna look at the name um adam uh Oyabanji, who i think this is a first time uh a first time author This is his first novel. First novel, okay. And I read this book. In fact, I was I was like, why was this in my to read list? And I couldn't work out until I saw friends reviews, like who reviewed it among my friends. And it's someone called Dan Morin, who is a uh, one of the um, incomparable um, panelists. Okay. And so obviously at some point he wanted to be my friend on Goodreads and he he is now, or maybe I wanted to be his friend. I can't remember. I think I actually, I think he's also an author. I think I read one of his books. Um, I think, was it The Caledonia Gambit was one of his books? Okay. Yeah, Caledonia Gambit. And I started reading the second book and never never finished it because it... But you, you heard about this book by... On the income. It's him. probably one of those things. They do, they do the book clubs and then they're sort of like, what else are you reading or what else have you been reading? And this probably came up okay. on The Incomparable. I think I don't remember it. So it was probably a, a while ago. But this book came out like last month, I think. Oh, it's a um, very, very... Um, yeah, it's a recent book. It recent. was uh, it published 5th of April. Okay. So yeah, it's been out a month. Yes. Exactly. Almost. Almost. <laughs> I was say, what is it? Oh, it's May the fourth. Uh, it's Star yes. Wars Day, May the fourth. May movie. the fourth. Um, so yeah, so it was just in my to read list, and then I saw it on you know when I was comparing my to read list on Goodreads, or maybe it was in my wish list on Audible already. Anyway, I came up Audible credit. Let's go. Um, Ad, uh, uh, this uh, the author Adam uh, Oyabanji. I actually looked it up. He is, I think. I don't know. I think like Nigerian Scottish or something like that. Oh, that's fine. Um, in fact, I should I should look it up because if he if he's not Nigerian, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have just picked it out. But I I read I read a few novels recently by some uh, yeah Scottish and Nigerian descent. So there's a few books cool. that I've read recently by some Nigerian authors. Um, so nice. yeah, it seems like that's the place where some uh, uh, some what was it the. Uh, Black leopard, white something. No, what was the other one? The and there was also the one um, with the with the alien in the ground in somewhere. Ah, it doesn't matter. Uh, Rosewater. Rosewater was also that was a that was Nigerian science fiction. Yeah. But it says here of Scottish and Niger Nigerian descent, Adam Oyabanji is an escapee from Birmingham University and Harvard Law School. He only lives in Pittsburgh. And then it says dot 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 because Google has only uh, uh, got that amount from the uh, the Penguin Random House thing. Let's click on it here. So yeah, he's a uh, uh, so it's actually quite interesting that i can weirdly Fun. enough with the, some of the writing i can see that scottish slash british influence there yeah. in a way which i i found quite delightful and i'll get on to later um adam works in the field of counter-terrorist financing helping banks choke off the money supply that builds weapons of mass destruction narcotics empires and human trafficking what network. a job breaking day is his first novel so yeah breaking day a adam <laughs> oya oya Banji. so Yeah, that's that's who that's who the author is. So he's written this book. The idea being that uh, in the future, um, artificial intelligences, uh, which he calls Loki's, which stand for mm, something 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 intelligence. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it stands for, uh, but they call them Loki's, mm -hmm. and the Loki's have pretty much taken over running things on Earth to the point where they don't allow humans to do anything dangerous. Okay. You yeah. want to you want to do this? Nope, nope. Too dangerous. Yep. No, nope, we're looking. Everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm down. Everyone has to be safe. 
not dangerous. Everyone calm down. Nope, nope, like that. Anyway, some people are like, we want to get out from under the thumb of the the uh, artificial intelligences that are running Earth. Yeah. Are we allowed to do it? And they actually said, oh, well, some people actually wanted to do a a trip to some other planets. Mm-hmm. And there's this backstory about these ships that were built, but then the artificial intelligences were like, no, you can't do it. It's actually, you can't go to the stars. It's too dangerous. And But then some company was set up. Anyway, however it works out, some people decided to get out from under the thumb of the artificial intelligences. We're going to go to the stars in these three ships. Okay. And they're named after different scientists. There's the Archimedes, where most of the action takes place. Yeah. There's the, and two others, let's just say. Okay. How Maybe. many people are there then? Uh, there's about 30,000 people on the ship. On one ship? Um, actually, now I'm not sure. Maybe it's 10,000 on one ship and then so there's 30,000 people. No, I think it's 30,000 people on a ship, but there's three ships. Okay. And they've been, and when the book takes place, they've been going for about 120 years. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up to the time when they're going to put the thrusters on, these big thrusters, which take up mo- most of the ships are these thrusters. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is like this 15 kilometer long thruster, like propulsion system. What? Uh, yeah. And then the, then the actual places where they live are in these seven or eight um centrifuge kind of artificial gravity centrifuge things okay and they're like we have to get everything ready that we're going to stop these centrifuges and then we're going to put the brakes on breaking day is coming up ah, and breaking day because right. it's breaking day yeah. so if people weren't okay. un- didn't understand it's not b-r-e-a-k it's breaking as in like putting the brakes on right. rather than something is broken yes. or day is breaking yeah breaking day um so we're going to put the brakes on in other words, we're going to fire the thrusters and we're going to slow down and we're going to come into um, Tau Ceti or Tau Ceti or however you pronounce that. Yeah. And we're going to see what the planet's like when we get there. Like we know there's some atmosphere and maybe some life and we're going to go there and we're going to put the brakes on. And sure. everything in this book takes place in that time, running up to the time when they're going to turn the turn down the centrifuges and configure all the all the rooms to be 90 degrees off from where they are and put the brakes on right and uh, and slow down and in, enter into the uh, into the solar system that they, where they're going to sounds sounds like they're almost there like they are almost like, there so we're know, up to the sixth generation they they all each generation is like mm, let's say 20 years i don't know yeah uh, 25 years yeah however long a generation is and so they knew that it was going to take like seven generations like the the seventh generation of kids were going to be bought um be born when they get there but our our main characters ravi um ravinda mcleod mm-hmm. um which i i quite like as being a like a, a mcleod like some, yeah. some mix of uh, a, a scottish. Uh, scottish there yeah um also with uh, uh and, and his cousin which is i can't remember what her real name is but the with the nickname of boz um mm. and they are sixth generation so they're like 20 ish Let's okay. say late teenagers, early twenties. It feels a little bit young adultish, but like a little bit older than young adultish. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but they they could be the the next uh, the next parent generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're getting to the point where they're going to have to start pairing up and right. giving birth to the next generation. Yes. Um, but it's difficult on the ship because resources like this is most of the way into the journey. The resources mm. are running low. Yeah, I um, bet. So anyway. 
Yeah, all of the all of the fun things that come up here. One thing I actually liked about this this thing that this book is that while they don't want any Loki's on the ship, but artificial intelligences, mm-hmm. they all have loads of technology in their brains, and they're constantly doing programming and all this other crazy stuff in their brain. Okay, and it's like, oh, so this is actually like a big part of their life is like reprogramming and controlling the environment around them purely by commands from their brain. And later on, it's sort of like shown much more that oh, these these people are cyborgs. Like yeah. they, they don't they don't allow for any artificial intelligence, but they have like over time have upgraded themselves and everybody has these just implants in them all the time to to, to do and like um, and Ravi is training to be an engineer officer in, in you know an engineer and a lot of the engineering is sort of like programming and just getting on like doing all that kind of stuff and the navigators or it all it's all happening in their heads mm. because they're not allowed artificial intelligences to do all of this stuff on the ship for them. So they have to do all the work, mm. pretty much running all this stuff in their heads, you yeah. know. And, uh, and So they enhanced themselves. Yeah, they, they keep enhancing themselves to be like more up to the level of artificial intelligence. And so if, you, if you'd like to see it this way, they are as far away from hu- normal hu- like humans that oh, no, left Earth as they are literally distance-wise. Well, yeah, they've gone a long way. But yeah. again, I'm not quite sure how much of that was like the people back on Earth. But it seemed pretty clear that the people back on Earth, like it, that would have been too dangerous for the Lokis mm. to allow that to happen. Yeah. Okay, so it's a cool thing. There's a fleet of three ships. Now, here's the thing with these books. I have read a lot of this uh, science fiction of this kind before. Yes. And I don't want to denigrate this book because I actually quite enjoyed the book. Yeah. I had some issues with pacing. There was a bit in the middle where I was like, okay, start ramping up towards the end now but we're only about halfway through and then there was like two hours with me going all right really start ramping up to it and then like four hours before the end of the audiobook it was like let me quickly have a look here breaking day on the audible yeah so it's like 15 hours okay and then at the last five hours it starts ramping up to the end i was like you could have started ramping up to the end after eight hours of audiobook rather than 10 hours of audiobook but uh, yeah it's still good still good so no complaints about this book at all except for mild pacing issues the only complaint i have is it does feel like someone is going right let's pick out all the tropes like the idea of oh the artificial intelligence have taken over well not taken over but like are too much in control and we want to break free of that and we want to go to a different place like a different planet and that's the best way to get away from us uh, from us um, to get away from the, the the artificial intelligence that yeah. are running things that's been done I've read that quite a few times I think there's a Charles Stross book about it I even wrote a story like started writing one of the novels which is about that which is the follow-up to my minding tomorrow trilogy or that those four books that are written there and i because the, the idea being that you have to um mm, spoilers for that but want to get out of the light cone of influence which is uh, again that's been done by other uh, authors as well uh, but that idea so and also the idea being that there's a ship going but it's not just one ship there's two ships actually no there's a fleet of three ships mm-hmm. and as soon as there's three ships i'm like oh i've read enough of these science fiction novels to think that there isn't just three ships. Maybe there was actually four ships, but one of them was destroyed, but we don't talk about it anymore. Uh-huh. Because this is the whole point of this book. Like, uh, let me go to, back to this blurb here of Breaking Day. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, 
With the help of his cousin Boz and her illegally constructed AI, Ravi must uh, investigate the source of these strange visions and uncover the truth of the Archimedes' departure from Earth before Breaking Day arrives and changes everything about life as they know it. So there's a mystery back there. Right. What are the officers keeping? Like, some people know about something, some people don't know about something. What's going on? We've got to work it out. Mm-hmm. And my brain is racing like, oh, okay, I can tick off all the kind of things this can be. Because we live in this weird... Oh, on, on board the ship, it's kind of a bit dystopia like that like there's like these different stratas of of society and there's like the the people who are um you know like once you actually get too old you're just killed off like once you get to 70 year old you're like all right it's time to go into the recycler and you get mulched so there's that kind of thing in in space you need to recycle everything yeah it's there's a water-based economy so everyone gets enough to drink Mm -hmm. but that's it if you want more water you've got to work for it and Mm. so there's like if you can if you can shower if you can wash your hands if you Mm. can do all that kind of stuff that's a sign of wealth and you can go to different places you know there's there's a bit of like water economy a bit like june you're like like, oh these people they're just showering that's so crazy like why can you just you know so at the start uh, less so towards the end because the, the book kind of goes in a different direction but you're like oh these people are downtrodden the mcleods are like this criminal family and there's mm-hmm. been one of the rotating wheels which is broken and you know you don't go in there anymore okay so there is this kind of like ooh, stuff going on in the background that people like secrets are being kept from people it's certainly not um, happy utopia certainly not a happy utopia and so my mind was just like oh there used to be four ships uh, no, there used to be five ships or four ships and now there's three and there was a revolt in one of them and to stop the revolt spreading, they just blew up that ship. Mm. And uh, and that, But now we don't talk about that, you know. Or maybe some people whisper it. But again, I'm not saying that is what happens, but that's where my brain was going. Oh, the other way around is to say, oh, we think there's three ships, maybe there's four ships and there's a, <laughs> you know, there's a mystery ship out there. Yeah. Uh, again, the, all of these things have been done many times, sort of like, oh, where's, oh, there's also people down the back of the ship, you know, yeah. like, oh there's another end down here you know mm-hmm. like uh, there's again many different ways oh you, we're going and we think it's a generation ship to this planet but actually what we're doing we're actually the last people there's nobody left on earth at all and we've got to discover that we're actually not just a, a generation ship we're like the ark like yes. we are the, the last survivors. of humanity yeah. you know uh, all of these different kind of things that it could be these books could be yeah um and so really it was just a kind of winnowing down of like, okay, not that one, not that one. And then like, again, by the time you're getting like to halfway through the book, you can go, ah, I kind of see where it's going. And there are a few twists and turns and reveals which I didn't see coming and I thought were quite fun and interesting. And actually a lot of, I think the best part of this book is towards the end of the book, which I'm not going to get into mm. as it goes. Actually, this is what's going on. There so are, it's, a, it's a bit like you're having like a uh, a mind bingo that you can yeah, yeah, yeah. go. Uh, it's like, did you have this on your bingo card? Yes. There is. There are different ways to think about it. This is yes. This is science fiction bingo. This is science fiction generation ship trope bingo. <laughs> like this is interstellar travel bingo card. This is you know put slot A into tab B or whatever you know whatever it is like right. you know paint by this is paint by, by numbers, numbers. <laughs> paint by numbers generation ship intriguing spaceship science fiction which which is fun again which is not a knock against this because this is done very well again apart from some pacing issues a very good version it's a this is a good version of that again there are people who have done it better like 
I think Alistair Reynolds has done it a few times where he's, you know, he's done generation ships. Mm-hmm. He's done like, again, it's not better as in more enjoyable, but like deeper into some of those issues of like, oh, we're running sh- short of energy. Yeah. Like what happens if we do this? There's uh, we, you should really read Chasm City. There's some really good stuff on in the book Chasm City um, uh, by Alistair Reynolds. So, you know, there's there, people have done this as good or better. I'm just saying this is a good level of generation and also it's new it's written now it feels very current you were just saying before like oh our parents signed us up for uh the life we have now by you know knowingly destroying the environment or like you know climate change is coming and the old people oh we're dying soon we don't have to worry about this our kids will sort this out there's some stuff at the end of this book where that is kind of made more explicit that some people are going to make decisions which is fine by me because we're in power now Uh, and our children can like it or lump it yeah do you know the expression like it or lump it no but I totally get what it means. Like it or lump it. Yeah. Just remember what you just said there. You don't know the expression, but you totally get what it means. More on that in a little bit. This book is a good book. Okay. The audiobook narrator was driving me insane. Oh, why? Cut because he kept on pausing at points in the sentence where there was a break. So he was like reading off a page. And when he would get to the end of a line on a page... He would like pause, not where there was a comma, not where there was a full stop, not where there was a paragraph break. It, it felt like random places yeah. where somebody would pause. I have heard this kind of narration. I think it's a style. I think it's a style that people No, no, it's not a style. Sometimes do. If I was the director of this audiobook narrator, he sent me the like a recording of the first chapter. I'd be like, all right, record all of that again because you're just pausing in the wrong way. Um, so this, com- this, com- this is... Oh, Put it this way, this was driving me crazy, but all of the words on the page, he was saying them in yeah. a calm... Let me look up the, who the narrator is here. And again, this is not a... I'm not knocking it too much. So it's um, narrated by um, Ariane Kassam, um, who did a really good job, good, uh, good voices for all the characters, mm-hmm. some little accents here and there, which are good. Um, no problem there at all. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I could buy, because he was saying all the words and I could understand all the words he was saying, no, all the letters, let me put it that way, all the letters that were on the page, he made me know what words or letters he was reading from the page. Okay. I could, after he would finish a sentence, I would go, oh, that's where the sentence ended and reconstruct the sentence in my head and then enjoy the words that Adam Oyabanji had actually written rather than the way that um, Aryan Kassam had read the words. Okay. I started making some, exa- writing down some examples here. Okay. Go for it. Um, done, he told himself. With great satisfaction, he set off for the rendezvous point. Okay. So what did he do with great satisfaction? Did he say that with done, he told himself with great satisfaction? Or done, he told himself. With great satisfaction, he set off for the rendezvous point. Which did he do in great satisfaction? Uh, indistinguishable. You, you, I don't. I the, often I didn't know what the emotion or the thing or the modifier was modifying because it could be the thing that that was just said or it could be the thing that just came afterwards. Right. 
All right. It's like this emote at the location. What? Emote at the location. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But and sometimes it it drove me crazy because I, I like I was like, whoa, that just like I didn't understand what was going on there until he'd finished it, started like the next paragraph or sometimes the next chapter, and then I'd be like, oh, right now I okay. now I get it. So. They, they go so the the cohesion is better if you actually read the oh, words. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, but again, I liked the narration. Otherwise, apart <laughs> yeah. from some of these issues. Okay. okay, how about this? The wheel had a large circular, and and I was like going crazy because I didn't. Circular what? No, there is something called a circular. It's like a walkway. You know, like oh, oh. down on the circular. Oh, it's I like see. a like a loop. So, but but because he kept on pausing so many times within sentences, mm. there was a large circular. You know, lampshade. There was a large circular window. Mm. And it was just, there was a large circular. And it turns out the street that they go onto is the circular. Okay. It's, it's called the circular, the circular or a circular. Okay. Um, Like a circular passage all the way around the, the, yeah. the gravity, artificial but gravity. But this, kind of, uh, this kind of noun you need to establish yeah, yeah. because yeah, yeah. we that is not something that we are using in our On language. its own, it wouldn't be an issue. But yeah. because he kept on doing these weird pauses all the way through, he <laughs> trained me to go... Okay, he's going to pause, but the next thing he says is going to make sense of the thing that just said. At yeah. one point, he said, "The walkway was as wide as a person. How wide is the how wide is the the walkway? Do you think? When I say the the walkway was as wide as a person, roughly how wide do you think it is? One person wide. No, the walkway was as wide as a person would expect." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the walkway oh. was as wide as someone would expect, as a person would expect. The walkway was as wide as a person would expect, and that is sort of like, oh yeah, like you can, like it's a walkway <laughs> about as wide as you'd expect, as a person would expect. But not the walkway is as wide it's as, not a as person. Not as wide as a person, as a person would expect. And I was like, my brain was like leaking, and so I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? Right. Also, this guy just doesn't know English language well enough that he just there's some words which he just says in a weird way. Sometimes he was saying they, they went to this garden where. There was, you know, plants and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was very verdant. Do you know what verdant is? No. Verdant. It means like, I don't know, lots of life there. Verd and I know that oh, word is right. verdant, right. not verdant. And then there okay. was the, one of the people who kind of, uh, the in, in this like dystopian way, like who has control to say if you're going to be mulched or not. Yeah. Like it, they're called the um ombudsman. Yes. Do you know the word ombudsman? I actually do because in German that's actually a word. How do you say it in German? Ombudsman. Ombudsman. Yeah. The the emphasis is on the ombudsman. Yeah. Um but he kept on saying ombudsman. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> and I was I was like uh, is is that is is that is that actually how it is? Well, what other notes have I made? Because I made... Oh, yeah, a hubbub. Do you know what a hubbub means? Hubbub. If you're causing a hubbub, it means you're causing a commotion. Or there's hubbub. It means like there's noise, like, uh, like stop causing a hubbub. And okay. he doesn't say hubbub. It's hubbub. And I was like, there was a real hubbub. And I was like, that's not... That's not where the that's not where the, the emphasis. emphasis is on the word hubbub. <laughs> it's not a hubbub. It's a hubbub. It sounds um, like a hummum. Uh Melodorous. I actually said something uh, was. Uh, I, I made a note here. He said something was melodorous. Melodorous. Mel mel melodorous. I can't mel even remember how he pronounced it. Melodorous. Yes, yeah, smells bad. Odorous. Oh, mel, mel malodorous. Oh, like so, mal malodorous. Mel but the way he, I, can't, I, I made a, made a note here, but I think it was malodorous or something. I don't, don't know how he says it. But then 
there are some words which can be said in two different ways. Yes. And they add, then exists. become two words. So at one point he says there were jagged tears everywhere. And I was like, what? And jagged was, tears? Yeah, tears. Tears. Like oh. when when metal yeah. is torn, yeah. it goes, it turns jagged. Like the edge of the metal is yeah. jagged. Like some part of the ship was like broken, like wrecked or something at one point. Yeah. So jagged tears everywhere. And I was like, tears? <laughs> tears? <laughs> tears? Oh, no, tears. And then there's other times where I was like, um... I didn't like the, the, it was ambiguous. So at one point, someone said they, oh, this person said with great wariness. Wariness. But maybe it was weariness. Oh. Now, if the, if you wear something, yeah, you can wear it. Yeah. But then the, you, when you look in a river and there's something which is f- like controlling the flow, that's yeah. called a weir. Yes. So a weir to wear something and a weir. Yeah. Is the same. Like, it's the same letters, but it's actually a different thing. Well, wait, isn't the weir spelled W-E-I-R? Uh, oh, that could be right. Either way, either way, <laughs> but, I'm yeah, not listening to this. The English language I'm not, I, makes I, I, a point about yeah, this. I was listening to this um, and I'm thinking that, no, but to be weary and to be wary yeah. are two different two things. Two different things. And uh, again, I might have just m- mistook what was going on with this. I didn't know if the person who said something was wary of something, which means like nervous about something like, yeah. oh, I'm wary of the city. Or if they were weary, like they were tired out. Are yeah. they weary? And uh, again, I just don't know because the way that he said it, I was like, ah, it's like saying, oh, I'm going to, um, um, what's the... I'm trying to think of another one. Lead and lead. There's another one. Like, or lie and lay. Li- life. Live. Live and live. Live and live. Live and live. Yeah. You know, if you let's every time. Let's go live. Let's go live. Let's go. Let's go live in Berlin. Let's go live in Berlin. Yeah. If we were, if we go live in Berlin, it means we're going to like move house and go yeah. there. If we go live in Berlin, it means we're on the radio and sort of like live, you know, yeah. live in Berlin, live in Berlin and live in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Two different words with different meanings that happen to be spelt the same and unfortunately our audiobook narrator um adam no uh arian kasam didn't it wasn't competent enough at reading english language to read words out and make me know and unambiguously what he was talking about Mm -hmm. and also the pauses that he put into sentences sometimes drove me crazy i don't know about them, <laughs> I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to come up with a good way. Yeah, no, I, I'm I trying get to come it. Up with I get it. Thing. So, but that all, I mean, apart from that, it was still a good audiobook. I would take my like the, the take that I would take away now. Yeah, would be just to make sure you understand everything correctly. Read the book, like read it. Yeah, it could do. But the thing is. I like listening to audiobooks. You do, like, and, and it fits and your, it fits in my lifestyle, your lifestyle, and it's and it's all good. And right now, I'm reading an ebook, which is it's fine. I'm enjoying reading it, but yeah. it's just it just fits in a different part of my life. So yes. I don't think, like, I still really enjoyed the book despite not enjoying the audiobook narration. Okay. Whereas there's some audiobook narration which the person is actually more capable of reading the English language and not putting pauses in the wrong places. But 
it just it like there there's choices made with direction mm -hmm. maybe it's a a multi-part or like a multi-narrator thing where each different character has the like so it kind of goes into voices and yeah and like yeah. Uh, the the um the city we became by nk jemison i actually mm -hmm. bought that recently as an ebook um because it was on say it was one of the amazon ebooks of the day yeah um, the kindle ebook of the day or whatever so i so i bought that ebook after getting the audiobook and then giving it back to audible or getting my credit back from audible and saying look i i can't it's so bad okay like, because when something spooky started happening in the text they started playing spooky music oh. i think i mentioned this on another podcast yeah. um no i didn't because you weren't on some of these podcasts either way i don't want i might have listened to I, them i think i mentioned it at the start where there was some crazy person screaming on a roof oh, yeah. and the and audiobook narrator actually did no yeah as i was following and the audiobook narrator starts screaming let I kept on listening a little bit more and there was like sound effects coming in and then when something spooky started happening they started playing spooky background noises and music underneath it. But that's all happening in your head. Yeah. I'm like, like that's, that's what I'm saying. What your I, head is in that case do. I can't decode what the person is saying right. back to what the pages words are in the book and then enjoy the words on the book yeah. as they are written when somebody is doing over eager acting yeah. and there's sound effects playing in the background. Okay. So um, one thing I wanted to mention about uh, this book is that a lot of the world building or a lot of the fun world building in this book, Breaking Day, is done by just the way people talk about things. And I can totally understand if this would drive some people crazy. Okay. Is this now where we come back to the something and lump? Yes. Happy and lump? I said, no. you'll like it and lump it. The like idea it being yes. that... You, if you just say something mm -hmm. which somebody doesn't understand, but from context they understand it, yeah. you have successfully communicated. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yes, I think so. And this book does a really great job of successfully communicating lots of stuff by lots of fun swearing mm. and lots of fun use of language in a way which kind of expresses where people are that they've been on on a ship for seven generations six seven generations yeah language will change language will change thankfully all of the words are english even though maybe the audio narrator isn't up to speed on how to read them out all of the words you know all the words except for maybe a few of the swear words yeah um I kept on thinking, you keep saying sodding all the time, like replacing like fucking with sodding. But yeah. I think it's sarding in the end because it was like sarding this. I'm sure I'm not sure exactly what it is. Sorting, sorting maybe rather than sodding in either way. Okay. But so what Adam, Adam Oyabanji should have just learned his name before yeah. uh, doing the book review. So what he does. He takes a a, a saying, like a, a, a fun... Uh, a phrase. A, a phrase, yeah. a turn of phrase. Yeah. And then replaces anything which wouldn't you wouldn't know if you spent seven generations on a spaceship and switches them out for something more appropriate to life on a spaceship. Okay. So let's play a game. And, let's do it. Uh, uh, and I, made, I made a note of some of these, like five or six of these that are actually in the book. So, out of the frying pan, into the fire. You don't have frying pans on this ship because, you know, rations just come from wherever. Yeah. So instead of that, he says, out of the fuel tank and into the combustion chamber. <laughs> That's fine. It does not roll off the tongue as well as out of the frying pan into the fire, but it gets across the same point. Yes. Um, when people say back in the day, there are no day or night. There's not there's not days on the ship. They have yeah. what's called souls. In other words, 24 hour periods. Yeah. So it was like back in the soul, like back in my soul, yeah. uh, which doesn't quite, it doesn't make sense from a, from a thing. But again, it gets across the point that we are in an alien environment or we are in a, like a non-earth environment. Yeah. Um, when push comes to shove. 
when when, when push comes to shove. Do you okay. know that expression? Y- no. Oh, but I I think like what what will we say? Uh, when when shit hits the fan. Yeah, yeah. When shit hits the fan. When push comes to, when push comes to shove is slightly different. It's like, it's like, slightly different. But when, when push comes to shove, like when we when, when we really tight, need to put the effort yeah, in. Yeah, when we really can yeah, do it. It goes when when thrust comes to full burn is what it says. Okay. Um, uh, how about this one? I'll, I'll say the other one, and then you've got to say what it is. Yeah. I don't give a broken test tube what you think. <laughs> a broken test tube. I don't give. Oh yeah, everyone's born by like artificial intel- in- insemination, so everyone's a test tube baby. So oh. if I say, yeah, this is important. So if I say, I don't give a broken test tube what you think, what is it? I don't give a fuck. Exactly. I don't give a flying fuck what you think. Um, but, but people still. You know, people still have sex. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's not a big part of the book. I'm just saying that, like, I think it, I think everyone is, like, birthed. Like, everyone, it, it's, yeah. like, it, it, it's not the same kind of, like, oh, everyone is just natural born. No, no. Yeah. People back on Earth were natural born, but now we're doing things te- the technological way. Yes. She was cut from the same hull plating. From the what? Hull plating? She was cut from the same hull sheeting. Oh, the sh- hull. sheeting. She was oh. cut... Cut from the same hull sheeting. So she was cut from the same wood. No, same cloth is the English oh, expression. Oh, same cloth. She was cut from the same cloth. Oh, in German we say uh, cut from the same wood. Wood. Okay, yeah. that's fun. Aus dem selben Holz geschnitzt. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about this one? Uh, he would have given his motherboard for the privileges. <laughs> Do you know what, what expression? What's that yeah. in German? Um, sein letztes Hemd geben. The last shirt. Yeah. Okay. Well, in English, we say we give the left. Uh, I'd give my left arm, or like oh, I okay. give my left leg. It's like losing a limb, like part of you. But these are cyborgs. They all have like chips in their head and stuff. So I'd, if well, me saying okay. I'd give my motherboard, it's sort of like I would give up the my connection, like my internal processing power that I use yeah. for my engineering. I think stuff. actually in German you would also maybe say something like, uh, yeah. "Ich würde mein linken Arm dafür hier geben." Yeah. I don't give a cracked thruster. <laughs> a cracked thruster. Yeah. Well, that's again. Uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give. A, I don't give a crack to the or whatever. So that's good. So I think. I think we should try some of our own here. This is. This is the game I wanted to play. Okay. This is the new feature. Can we come up with breaking dayisms? Because uh, this book is so full. I only made a few notes of this because, like, it's all the way through this book. Is that someone is like Adam. Uh, Oyabanji yeah. is playing with language in a way which is very upfront about what he's doing. Like, yeah. you can't read this book and, like, either this clicks with you and you enjoy it and you're just like, okay, that one was dumb. That one doesn't make sense. Because a lot of them, like, the originals, they come from, like, how it sounds to say, yes. like, I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. Like, the, the You F-F. need the, the, the correct uh, yeah. s- syllables yeah. and, and the, the same kind of... Um, yeah, in German we say Hebung and Zenkung, where yeah. it goes up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they have the rhythm, the, 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 the rhythm, melody, the meter, the melody. Yeah. Mm. Like out of the frying pan into the fire, like yeah. it works. And out of the fuel tank and into the. And then he just says combustion chamber. And it's like, no, 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 no. that can't work. Like that, well, that is the wrong thing. But it's good because it's. it's but that's the thing. It's, it's like keeps... a surprising yeah, use it's... of this. And this is what I was saying about yeah. like, like it feels like that that uh, maybe because he's like you know Nigerian Scottish now living in the United States. It yeah. feels like. Someone who has, and this is just just my reading of it, when you live in the UK or you're brought up British or Scottish or whatever you want to call yourself, uh, I mean, he wants to call himself Scottish because that's what he says here. And then you go to a different culture, like the expressions that uh, Americans don't understand when British people say yeah. them yeah. is like so, so much, yeah. you know, and it feels like he's playing with this idea of like, oh, one thing that distinguishes me is when I'm British and I'm saying, oh, I, you know, I got really pissed. Like in Britain, 
from context, you know that there's like four things that might have happened when you when someone said I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah. different things. Uh, you know, and uh, so anyway, I, I came up with some of these. I did a quick Google, which is like um, British sayings or you know British folk sayings. Mm-hmm. So let's go through some of these. The grass is always greener on the other side. Now this has got nature stuff in it, and there's no nature, so of the course. grass is always greener on the other side. So go for it. What do you think? The floor paneling is always uh... yeah cleaner on the yeah, yeah. other corridor yeah you could always say yeah like the, the paint <laughs> the paint is always sparkly on the other and the other in the other wheel because it, there's oh, yeah. on the other because it's like on the other side what is it grass is always green on the other side of the bridge or whatever yes. it is on the other side of the road on yeah. the other side of whatever it is and here they have these different spinning wheels right. for gravity yeah so you could say oh you know the paint is always shinier in the other wheel you yeah know. um don't count your chickens before they're hatched oh right uh, and this is tricky because that is very kind of rural uh, chickens and hatching. Yeah. Um, um, it, well, I, I don't. I haven't re- actually read the book, but yeah, it, no, no, it just, needs to I'm be just something spaceshipy kind of stuff, like science fiction spaceship. Um, I'll think of the next one while you think um, of it. I, uh, you know, maybe if you have like some some sort of hooks that you hook yourself onto, if if there's no yeah. gravity or something, and uh, yeah, what was the saying again? Well, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like so, like. Uh, I, you could say don't fire the thruster before you've checked the fuel or whatever you know yeah, there, yeah. there could be something like something that something like that all that glitters is not gold although they do actually have gold in fact yeah. there's actually something mentioned by going yeah water's the most important thing like who cares about gold you know like did you know back in the day they used gold gold, like, gold. we've got gold all gold. over the place yeah. it's like really common metal so <laughs> yes. I quite liked you know there you can literally change it to the water yeah, thing yeah yeah all that glitters isn't water or yeah. all that yeah sort of uh, all that all that tastes wet isn't water <laughs> Uh, you can't make an omelette without breaking some eggs. Do you have that one? Can't make an omelette without breaking some eggs? Uh, uh, you mean in German? Yeah, like, is that a German expression? Do you know what it means? Do you understand yes, what it means? Yes, I, like, I do understand. Yeah, like, you, you need, if, you need if, a thing to make a thing. Well, it's more like sometimes you've got to do a bad thing. Sometimes someone's got to be hurt for, for change to happen is what it is. Right. But sometimes for a positive thing to happen, something slightly negative okay. can happen. So you can in, say uh, sometimes you need to uh, stop the wheel yeah. uh, to to fire it up again. Yeah, or yeah. To, yeah, to you have could, yeah, gravity. Maybe a gravity. That's the kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you you can't make an omelette without breaking. Oh yeah, you you can't. Yeah, you Sometimes can't make you, you, you can't ha- make one G without some dizziness or yes. something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, don't cross that. Don't cross a bridge until you come to it. Oh yeah. Or we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. They, okay. they could be like, uh, we'll we'll fire that thruster when we need it, or like we'll. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm saying thrusters because that's all what this is about. You yeah. know, like um, we'll we'll make that we we'll we'll do that gravity burn when we like don't don't do a gravity burn before you reach the planet or something yeah. like that yeah um could be something like that the early bird gets the worm or did i say that one already no nope. okay. you haven't said that yeah but yes yeah that would probably not be said on a, on a spaceship yeah um the first the early bird it can't be an early bird because no. so much of these are based on nature yeah. and like schedules yeah um, well maybe something with a navigator because you said something about navigators and they having stuff in their head yeah. and doing programming it with it yeah maybe something like that a spanner in the works do you know that expression you've really thrown a spanner in the works yeah you've put like a, a thing into a, a system to and then it stops rotating yeah, but okay, that's the, what literally it means. Yeah. But also, don't we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Literally means that there's not a bridge here, and we'll get to the bridge. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Means we, that we there's a the problem. problem. There's a problem. We're putting arrives. off the problem. Yeah. 
okay. Okay. Don't that... know what happened there. My <laughs> phone just started uh, playing an audiobook to me. Um, yeah, so throw a spanner in the works, but that could be like a bug in the code. You really, you know, you put yeah. a Trojan in the code or whatever yeah. like that. You've really uh, put a... So I'm just saying some five stuff. Anyway, a fun little game there. Yeah. Just to think about all of the thi- all of the sayings that we have, which are totally based in nature. Yeah. Um, or totally based in like a rural um, kind of like, oh, yes, we all wear... And cloth and we yes. make things out of yeah. wood and we have chickens and there's bridges I and mean, some donkeys. Of, and some of our sayings what still do you mean come ours? like that we are currently yeah. using yeah. come from times when people did use things differently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These are ones that are, and, that are we're used. still using them as well. Yes, I know we're still using them. But, but in also, seven generations we, yes. time, we might not be. Yes. Um, so I think that's a really, really fun thing because that's one of those... One of those things we talk about quite a bit in in uh, far future books, mm. when they, for some reason, still quote, "Oh, and there was a Star Trek episode or what and what, yeah, whatever," yeah, yeah, yeah. and it feels very much like they are quoting very current occurrences and yeah. pop culture, and and oh. nothing has happened since then. In the meantime, they they haven't come up with yeah. any new pop culture for the yeah. the book. This is this is actually made quite explicit in this book. Is that all the movies that they watch are from before when computers existed? Okay. Um, so it's all black and white movies. Okay. And I, there's this one I can't remember what it was some uh, some movie, and that's where they mention the gold because they're like, oh yeah, it was this whole this whole story. I, I, I guess it's some kind of gold noir. Rush. Yeah, no, it was it was like some noir thing. There was some gold, and people were killing each oh, other over gold. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, the treasure of the what is it? The treasure of the something Madre Pad something. Anyway can't remember the name of the movie so the treasure of something either way but yeah like uh I can't, some some movie where people there's some gold and p- bad people are shooting each other right. over gold yes uh so yeah there Which is, is there is a little bit of that. in that in that society they're they're like, gold yeah gold so they do have exposure to earth culture and what life is like back on earth but mm. it's pretty explicit that they don't actually understand what they're watching because it's it's mm. so alien to them um of course even though as it's revealed more and more that they, they have computers in their hands that they can do like crazy stuff already with. So that's the book. I just wanted to have a little fun talking about the audio book there because the book... It's good. The book was just as good as I expected. Oh, no, no, that doesn't even work. No, it doesn't. The book was fantastic. Except for... No, no. Because <laughs> I'm actually putting pauses where yes, pauses would yeah. normally go. Yes, I know. In a sentence. Yes. That is written by a person who understands as English. We, as we expect it, expect it. As well as I do. Because I've... <laughs> no, when this happens to me, if, for example, I have to read out short paragraphs of books, yeah. I often struggle um, because I think in my head I know exactly how it sounds and what it, what it yeah. means and how it needs to be pronounced. And then I'm getting to the word... And then I stumble uh, mm. uh, over it with no real reason. Yep. Um, and so that's quite funny. Oh, I think I want to add something additional oh, yeah. here at the end. Today, I was sitting in some oral exams from some students. Mm. and They were like role-playing business meetings role at the playing business, business meeting. Role-playing business meetings. Yeah. And some of the things that that came out of these of these meetings and what yeah. people said were was really, really, really funny. Yeah. Somebody 
couldn't quite pronounce the word cuisine. Cuisine. So they ended up with something like cushion. <laughs> no, I totally understand cuisine. Like if you've never read, if, if you, yes. like if English is your second language and then there's suddenly a French word in there, yeah. you're uh, like cousin, cuisine, cuisine. Cushion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and somebody uh, didn't quite understand the word um, acquaintance. No, very That's tricky. Tricky word. Yeah. Uh, oh, lots of people obviously didn't quite get how vegan is pronounced. Uh, there were There's some interesting vegans, vegans, ve- vegans, vegans, virgins, virgins. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of. I, I actually had a note. Oh, maybe I have notes right over in here. Let me say. Let me just type in po po. Uh, my thing. The it, keyboard doesn't work. No, it it, it disconnects. Polar Englishisms. Yeah. Um, this is my previous girlfriend and I still have Apple notes going back to previous girlfriend yep. time uh, oh yeah here it is I, I'm glad I looked this up so we were talking about people who were like old mm-hmm. and um, and no longer work anymore mm. and they are drawing a pension yeah now in in German the way that you would say that yes is uh, was it Rentner 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 which means yeah no like a pe- like in English, we would say a pensioner. Yeah. But what um, what Paula said was that they that she thought they were called retards because they were retired people. Yes. So someone who is retired, what are they? They're retired. A retard. They're a retard. So they're retards. And, Please and was, don't say that. That's just really, really. I, I know, rude. and that's what made it so funny. Yes. No, I get it. That's the I, hilarious I, I thing about it. I do that too all the time. I even do that in German. There's some yeah. phrases between me and my parents where yeah. I, where I was looking for a word, and I came I came up with something yeah. which exactly like that sounded yeah. uh, close to what it was should be. Yeah. Uh, but people did totally understand it. But what I'm saying is that if your understanding is of G- main understanding was journey, mm. and you know that the English word is you've retired, mm. what are you? Yes, you could be a retiree, but yeah. actually you'd say a pensioner. Yeah. And like if you if you wanted to go against it, but and it, and it's close, you know, like rentner and the retired 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 yes. person. A retired person is a retiree or a pensioner, yeah. not a retard. Language is difficult. Language is very difficult. Anyway, all this to say, let's talk about Breaking Day. Yes. I'm going to give it a rating. Give it a rating. I'm going to give it four stars. Four. Three and a half stars. <laughs> Thing is, it's one of those books where like most, like if this was my first book of this kind, mm-hmm. definitely four stars. Okay. Definitely forced. It's a ve- it's a very good book, but again, I think it was let down by being for me, who's read many many generation uh, books, generation ship books, very many of these kind of things, very many. Oh, intrigue! There's a big ship, and we got to get mm. to the bottom mm. of the, the of what's going on, and there's going to be like intrigue, and you're going to do zero gravity maneuvering, and there's thrusters and burning, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. It was a bit, I know, not obvious, but it, like there was, there was nothing that really made me go, "Ooh, that's new. Okay. That, that's really but new and exciting." A, you said it had a few twists and turns that yeah, you yeah. didn't expect, no, no. and Again, that's that doesn't always happen. It's not that I didn't expect them, but it wasn't the most likely yeah. thing to happen. So, not, it was, it was, it was a nothing that happened wasn't a possibility in my head. Yeah. Uh, and I think the ending is a bit like, oh, that's uh, tidy. Some of, some of the, uh, to be, uh, but here's the thing: if he wrote another book, 
with these same characters mm-hmm. in the same situation, like following on for this. Oh, it, it's not quite. It, it's called Breaking Day. Never actually get to Breaking Day in the ship because everything's like compressed into some time beforehand. Okay. But Breaking Day is the thing that everyone's looking forward to. Yeah. If he does another book, which is like, oh yeah, these characters and they arrive on the planet. Totally read it. Totally go for it. Cool. Sounds really good. Thing is, really I just had a really fun podcast, so that could go. That should go into the into the rating. Okay, I'm gonna give it four stars, but. Again, don't expect anything amazing because it's not amazing, amazing. It's just really good and yeah. quite competent. And if the writing, if you're turned off by some of the writing stuff, bail quick. Like just like if it's yeah. not for you, it's not for you. Yeah. But otherwise, it's it's a perfectly decent, competent version of what it's trying to be. And so I enjoyed it. So you could give it, it 3.75 stars. I'm going to give it. No, no, I'll give it four stars. <laughs> I'll give it um, a qualified four stars. <laughs> despite the audiobook being infuriating and despite it being a bit obvious and despite it feeling a little bit young young adulty fiction yeah. i still i'm still going to give it four stars let's okay. quickly before we finish up we've got two minutes left of the podcast before an hour is up let's quickly go across to um goodreads and see what my friends on goodreads have reviewed it nobody except darren moran who gave it four stars okay. and he obviously got an advanced copy because he reviewed it back in december oh that's probably why i don't remember it because he probably talked about it like on a december incomparable podcast yes that's quite a while ago so that'll be it then uh, and yeah, because it's a new book. It only came out l- yeah. last month. Nobody else has read it. So what's the overall rating? Um, 4.23. So it's a, yeah, that's again, Your a lot of advanced fits. readers, a lot of people who've got free ebooks yeah. and given an honest review if in exchange for a NetGalley review, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, four stars. So yeah, I guess I guess it is a four star book. Like it's, it's, it's highly reviewed. And for someone's first novel to be to get that many four star reviews, mm-hmm. let's just go back down here. Um, I enjoyed this a lot. Love the world building, especially and the well-realized society of the generation fleet. Yeah. One of my most anticipated raids this year. I'm so glad it turned out to be good. Love mysteries in space. And this was a very satisfying one. Mm. Enjoyed Ravi and especially his cousin Boz as characters. The wonderful world building and politics, as well as the kick-ass finale. Eh, I'd say competent finale rather than kick-ass, but you know, it's good. It is good. Yeah. First time author taking me to a distant planet orbiting Tau Ceti. This was good. A little surprised where the journey finally took me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, these people have grown up on this uh, uh, on this ships and they're like, oh, not sure I'd like to be on a planet. They say to live in a place where the only thing protecting him from the ravages of the universe was a thin skin of colorless gas felt deeply unnatural. Absolutely. I, I totally get that. <laughs> Although I sometimes sit on planes and think, oh my God, all that's between yeah, but me and... It's the other way around. I know, I the other know. End. Like, wait, we're on this planet. The planet is thousands of kilometers thick. And then there's this tiny little layer of atmosphere about 50 kilometers yeah. like deep and that, or 100 kilometers or whatever the layer of space is. And then you're back into the ends of space. You're like, oh, that's a bit precarious. Yeah. Can we not have like some walls around us, please? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Oh no, we've gone past an hour. Let's wrap it up there. Yeah. Good stuff. What's you- next? Um, next, I'm going to actually finally talk to you about a, a short novel called More Than Human by Theodore Sturgeon, Ooh. which I read um, or I listened to as an audiobook about three months ago and oh, we okay. still, or two months ago and we still haven't got to it. But yeah. I just re-listened to it today. Okay. Or parts of it. I re-listened to some parts of it today. Yeah. And so the next podcast we do, it might be a short, it might be a, a short podcast where I talk about that. Sounds good. Novel. It was recommended on the books I would like to see reviewed thread on goodreads.com. So if you also want me to read a book, go over to the books I would like to see reviewed thread on goodreads.com on the SFBRP listener group. Some people have been recommending some novels or no, some novellas. novellas. Yeah. And I've actually started one of those as well. Uh, What was it called? The Priest and the Robot? Robot and Priest Uh, series (laughs) or something? Robot and Monk. Robot and Monk. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of gives Becky, away Becky, where the story Becky is going. Chambers. I think. Yeah, by Becky Chambers. The yeah. a psalm for the well-built. Yeah. I, no, I, for the space. Psalm for the... Uh, for the... Psalm for the... A psalm uh, for... Come on, Goodreads. A psalm for the wild, wild built. built. Yes. A psalm for the wild built by Becky Chambers. We'll do an I SFBR, read that. We'll do an SFBRP g- short about that yes. and maybe some other novellas if, if Juliana wants to talk about some and, other novellas. Uh, and uh, didn't you also get the um, uh, Adrian Tchaikovsky Elder Race? Oh, yeah. You, oh, you got yourself... Uh, oh, no. I booked that in the library yes, app. You, I, you got yourself now with yeah, the library app. I signed up for the library app. Might as well. If I'm going to do novellas, yeah. uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna pay full price, full ebook price for a novella. And it's absolutely worth it. So, uh, yeah. so you put a hold onto that book and when it comes yep. available you're going to read it and now I'm just going to look for another audio book to listen to mm-hmm. um, which is uh, somebody mentioned some uh, Haruka Mamaruka no no, no, she's not going to go uh, like some people can rec- people can recommend me some translated authors time and time again and every si- I know it's weird to say this and it's probably racist against anime culture for me, racist against whatever it is, uh, not racist. Uh, what am I trying to say? Prejudiced against an anime character or a manga character on the front of a book. Um, is that no? Not sure about that one. Oh no, I might be getting mixed up with someone yes. else. There was somebody. Uh, I, I obviously haven't seen that latest thing, but yes. somebody like a, a while ago, people said, "Hey, read this," and it's always like these Japanese light novels. Do you know what a light light novel is? No, it's like a picture book. It's like novels with pictures all the way through. <laughs> Yeah, I, some, and, I enjoy I, these. Yeah, I'm Sometimes. never gonna read. I'm never gonna read a Japanese picture book. It's just I'm just never gonna do it. Okay, because every single time I look at the cover of it and it's some anime girl with big eyes, and I'm just like I'm not gonna read a cartoon book for kids, even if it's not a cartoon book. Sometimes a, a, a book. I judge a book by its cover, and sometimes I just want a spaceship on the cover, uh, and it could be the same. No, I'm saying it could be exactly the same context content in the book. But if it's a spaceship, I'll read it. And if it's a and if it's a an anime girl with boobs and you know some whatever like spark, hair. sparkly eyes and, and just hair, touched his yeah, head. I don't know. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. But so like, what's the thing when you see like some in manga and they they have these these uh, lines going out from the head are like surprise and it's like these surprise lines, you know, like oh, like yeah. oh. It could be literally exactly the same content, but if I have to look at manga drawings as I'm turning the pages to get through it, just never going to read it. So heavy bias, heavy Um, bias. But you accept it against looking at cartoon. You're very aware of it, and you're putting it out. And uh, I guess people shouldn't try it anymore. I'm just if you want to recommend a book to me. Don't make me think that as I turn the pages, I'm going to see cartoon depictions of schoolgirls' underwear. That's it. Just I just I just don't want to think about that as I as I page through the book. That I'm, I think literally thinking the next page I turn, it's going to be this schoolgirl and her boobs are going to be out and her underwear <laughs> showing. Like that's that thing is that's what I feel. That's what I think when I when I when I see these books. I'm just like I'm just not going to chance it. I just don't I just don't want that. I'm just not going to chance it. Okay, good. Well, I I have enjoyed reading uh mangas before uh i don't have these no, kind these of aren't prejudices. Man- no, light novel like l- these light novels aren't mangas but okay. they're, they're like they're novels but like every 10th page is a picture oh okay oh I, am i getting I that right i haven't actually got that anyway somebody else um recommended another uh short novel novella short story thing for a two-hour um car ride and <laughs> 
now Luke is looking at these uh, light. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, these ones are look these like are, they look are just mangas. Okay. Here it is. An introduction. You see this page? Oh yeah. And then so the, it's a page of written words. A page of written words, and then like some some manga it's... drawing on there. Okay. But right. don't don't you don't you tell me that if you started reading this you would you wouldn't no, see totally you wouldn't get, see schoolgirls totally underwear. I totally get what you mean with a, a girl yeah. with lo- uh, big eyes and hair yeah. and boobs. Anyway, somebody on the Goodreads f- group yeah. recommended uh, a short read right. or listen to, and um, they said uh, it's if you have a, a two a two hour uh, car journey, get this book. It's just called something about the the test or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. S- uh, it's someone Sylvain something. In fact, I actually have the page right up yeah, here. Yeah, I was, I was uh, Sylvain Novel's The Test. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe and I read. One have, of, I read one of his novels before. And we have a short car journey coming up, so we could get that for that. Okay. Okay. Now I see uh, Haruki Murakami yeah. is is not who I. No, no, no. Is not totally he does not write went light in novels. the wrong direction, but yeah. it is Japanese. <laughs> Uh, Norwegian wood, etc. Right, yes. Uh, novel writing. But I have never gotten into reading any of his books. This book, 1Q84 or yes. QT84, yeah. has been recommended many times. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, about a thousand pages long or yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're chunky. I think they're, that's why I just never got to them. They're At very, 928 very chunky. pages long. I think the Geek Nights podcast did that as one of their, bo- yeah. uh, wasn't their uh, books. Yeah. Um, so, uh, maybe, uh, book club books. In, at some point in my life, when my life really has nothing else and I can just read whatever book I feel like, yeah. I might get around to doing that. Otherwise, it's just it too too big for my life. Right, like I can't. I don't have literally. I don't have the time uh, to sit and continue reading a book like that and yeah. uh, have my head space for that. Who knows? Maybe I'll get to it in the future. All right. So, okay, let's wrap it up there. Okay. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>